thou, O man of God, First Timothy 6, talking to uh, Paul, talking to Timothy, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on. I like that word. Lay hold on. Take it and refuse to let go. If you don't lay hold on eternal life, you won't ever get there. Life is going to throw too many things at you unless you've got a hold on it. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. He said, you've made a, a profession, Timothy, but you're going to have to have some laying hold on. It's more than just speaking a word. It's laying hold, grabbing it with your hands and refusing to let go. Fight the good fight of faith. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. Paul is admonishing very strongly here. He's using this word charge. He said, I charge thee. Therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Now, he is instructing uh, Timothy, he's going to have to have some backbone. He said, you're going to have to preach the word. You're going to have to be instant in season and out of season. You're going to have to do it when you feel like it. And you're going to have to do it when you don't feel like it. You're going to have to get up and go when uh, all things are stacked against you and when everything's behind you. It doesn't matter what the season is. You're going to have to be instant. Hey, that's bigger than just you got to be ready to preach if somebody hands you a microphone. No, 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 no. You got to be ready to fight at the drop of a hat and defend the truth that's been given to you. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers. Isn't that crazy? Heap? Can't get enough. Can't get enough uh, fluffy teaching. Just make me feel good. No, we're talking about fighting here. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables or little stories. Not many warriors, not many soldiers here, just a book club. If you're in a book club, please don't take offense. I'm just using the typology between that and soldier. Just want to hear stories. But watch thou in all things. Everyone say all things. Paul said, I don't care what comes your way, Timothy. You're going to have to endure. Everyone say endure. Afflictions. You're going to have to do the work of an evangelist. You're going to have to make full proof of your ministry. For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. And we always read this, but we got to do it with the context. I have fought a good fight. 
I finished my course, kept the faith. Henceforth, or because of that, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not me only, but unto also, uh, them also that love his appearing. Here it is again. He told him earlier, fight the good fight of faith. Now he's saying, I have fought a good fight. 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 4. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore, listen to this, here's that word again, endure. He told him one place, endure afflictions. Now he's saying endure hardness. That means to undergo hardship, be afflicted, endure afflictions, endure hardness, suffer trouble. How? As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man, verse 4, turn to your neighbor and say, that's you. It was like half because I think somebody didn't want to look over at the woman and say, no man. It's talking about no person. No person that is engaged and enlisted in the army of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth serves in a military campaign figuratively to execute the apostolate with its arduous duties and functions. I'm reading the definition of that word warreth to contend with carnal inclinations as a soldier to go to war, to go to warfare. That person does not entangle themselves with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Whether we like it or not, the Lord has chosen you and me, us, to be soldiers. All of this definition that Paul is giving here to Timothy, he said, Timothy, I'm just going to cut to the chase. If you're going to make it and you're going to lay hold on eternal life, you're going to have to have the mindset of a soldier and you're going to have to have the toughness to endure afflictions and to endure hardness as a soldier that has been enlisted by Jesus Christ. Amen. What a powerful admonition by Paul to Timothy. To me, it's very apparent and clearly stated by the Apostle Paul here in these various writings to Timothy, his son in the gospel, that this walking with and living for God is going to require a special quality you intend on completing your course, and it's called fortitude. Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I have endured hardness. 
I've been through every obstacle. I've been through opposition. I've been through physical pain. I've been through spiritual trials. I've been through mental oppression. I've been through all kinds of demonic opposition. I have been through a lot of stuff, Timothy, but I have conquered and I have fought a good fight and I've still got eternal life in my hands. Hallelujah. I love the Apostle Paul because of his approach to his walk with God. Paul was a no-nonsense, no-compromise warrior for Christ. He's the kind of person you want on your side. He's the kind of person you don't want to meet in a back alley. Paul was tough. Amen. I recently uh, read and uh, really like uh, the story that I came across. Uh, it's a story of Marcus Luttrell. I think I've shared it here before, but I'm bringing it back as it applies to this message. Amen. And he was uh, part of a Navy SEAL team in Afghanistan assigned to kill a high-ranking Taliban leader, uh, Ahmad Saw, in eastern As Afghanistan in the mission named Operation Red Wing. Amen. And Luttrell and three other SEALs were uh, hiding in the mountains when a group of goat herders, quote-unquote, uh, ran into them and uh, they had a conversation and after they investigated them and sort of vetted them, uh, they decided they were harmless and let them go. What they didn't know was within an hour, those same goat herders would be coming back over the ridge of those mountains uh, and be engaging them in gunfire and warfare. You see, the enemy's just that way. One minute you think he's an innocent goat herder. And the next minute, you're engaged in a fight for your life. That's why Paul says we can't be sleeping. We can't be sleepwalking. Amen. We've got to be vigilant. You've got to be awake. You've got to be aware. They disappeared, and here they come, engaging them again. And Luttrell and the other SEALs found themselves engaged in an intense gun battle, killing all of the SEALs except for Marcus Luttrell. A Chinook, a Chinook helicopter had been dispatched with uh, 16 Navy SEALs and a special operation fight, fight team, uh, but was shot down by a rocket-propelled grenade. All 16 were killed, leaving Luttrell alone. Isn't that amazing? 19 Dead warriors, skilled warriors, shot down, killed by grenades, and he is all alone in the desert, the, the, the uh, wilderness of Afghanistan. He cried out before these others. Uh, I'm going back to the gun battle, the initial gun battle. Amen. He cried out when he got hit. Amen. He says, I've been hit. And one of the other soldiers says, can you still fight? I've been hit. And the other soldier's first response was, can you still fight? That's my title today. 
can you still fight? I've been hit. Can you still fight? Something's been wrong in life. Can you still fight? I'm going through the test of my life. Can you still fight? I don't know what you're going through today, but can you still fight? Do you have a hold on eternal life? Hallelujah. Can you still fight? Little did he know that the other one that had cried out to him would eventually die and he would be left all alone. But something sparked in him when that other warrior said, can you still fight? Sparked a determination in his spirit that says, yeah, I'm hit, but I've still got the ability to do something. He was badly wounded and left for dead and paralyzed from the chest down. He began to crawl. He crawled seven miles, dragging his paralyzed body. Finally came in contact with an Afghan tribe who notified American troops of his presence, and Americans rescued him six days after the gun battle. After his physical recovery and rehab, Luttrell completed one more tour One more tour before being medically retired. Amen. You see the mindset of a soldier? He didn't say, oh, I made it through. I'm getting out of here. I'm counting my lucky stars. There are no lucky stars. There are just stars. There's a good God. Amen. If you're going to depend on something, don't depend on luck. Depend on God. To me, this is the most amazing part of this story. Amen. His back was broken. His pelvis was broken. He was filled with gunshot wounds. Uh, his, he, he was covered with shrapnel throughout his body, paralyzed from his chest down. He laid down to die because of bloodshed and dehydration. He said, I felt myself beginning to slip away a few times. But he said, all of a sudden, Something came into his mind that said, if I'm going to die, I'm not going to just roll over and die. I'm going to die crawling. So he looked around, laying in the middle of Afghanistan by himself, paralyzed, bleeding profusely. And he looked around and he found a rock. And he says, here's how I'm going to make it. He said, I'm going to take this rock. And I'm going to get down and demonstrate. I don't know where to do it so you can see. He said, I'm here laying. I'm coming and going and fading in and out. I'm paralyzed and I can't push with my legs. I can't do anything but reach with my hands. 
And he said, I found a rock. And he said, I told myself that I'm going to take this rock and I'm going to reach out and I'm going to draw a line in the dirt. And he said, I'm going to pull myself. He said, I'm going to pull myself across that line. And if my feet cross the line, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to draw another line. And I'm going to drag myself across the line. And he didn't do it for 20 feet. He did it for six miles until he came into a village. I'm hit, but can you still fight? I can't use my machine gun. I can't get up and run, but I got a rock in my hand and I'm gonna keep on fighting. Hallelujah. It's kind of like the apostle Paul was telling Timothy. Timothy, I don't care if you get hit, son. You better get a rock, draw a line, and keep crawling. Oh, I know this is a... We're supposed to be, you know... Nothing's supposed to affect us. I was looking around in worship and... I don't want to start singling people out, but I thought, I know they're in a fight. I know they're, they're in a battle. I know this has hit their life, and I know this has hit their life. And we could all say, well, the battle's just too tough. I, I think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to call for help and rest. No, a soldier doesn't do that. A soldier fights to the end. A soldier has a mentality that says, I'm not, you're going to have to kill me. You're going to have to take me out because I'm not going to die laying here feeling sorry for my for 12 hours he crawled seven feet at a time he made the statement attributed to his actions in Afghanistan known as never quit listen to what he said I will never quit. My nation expects me to be physically harder, mentally stronger than my enemies. If knocked down, I will get back up every time. I will draw upon every remaining ounce of strength to protect my teammates and to accomplish our mission. I am never out of the fight. I'm not trying to spiritualize his story. I'm just trying to say that this is what Paul was telling Timothy. He said, Timothy, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if your strength is gone. You get a rock and you start crawling. You keep fighting. Amen. The message is clear today. Can you still fight? I wish I could tell us all in the house uh, that serving God and walking with him would exempt you from trouble. I'd be lying to you. I'm not here to be negative and say it's all trouble. The mountaintops are far greater than the valleys, but there are going to be some seasons and situations and events that are going to be hits to your soul, hits to your mind, hits to your will. Amen. And you're going to have to grab a rock and say, I can still fight. 
You're not making it out of here without some tough situations, some circumstances, trials and tests, spiritual opposition. Some attacks will be sudden. Some will be severe. Some will be surprising. Uh, some may even, uh, amen, uh, feel like they're going to overwhelm you and not sure you're going to make it through. But David said in Psalms 27, amen, 12 uh, or 11, uh, he said this, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Uh, I've got enemies. I'm King David, but I have enemies. Deliver me not over to the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted. I was to the point of checking out. I felt myself slipping away. Oh, I'm just here to be honest with some people today. It's, it's not always suits and ties and smiles and handshakes and everything's good, fist bumps, hey. There's some days you might feel like, oh, I'm slipping away. David said, I'm the king, and I'm, I feel like I'm fainting in this battle, in this trial. You're not a weakling. You're not a, you're not a farce. You're a person. You're a soldier. Soldiers get hit, but soldiers keep fighting. Don't focus on the hit. Focus on the determination. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I got news for you. It's not you that's crawling across the line. It's the God in you that's giving you the courage to fight and to crawl and to keep going and to never let go and to keep the rock in your hand and keep drawing lines seven feet at a time. Hey, I don't know how I'll feel next week, but this week I'm going to the house of God. I don't know how I'll do next week, but this week I'm walking with God. I'm not letting it take me out I'm causing it to take me over yeah yeah my enemies have been cruel came as a goat herder looked all innocent before I knew it the situation had turned You can make that fit whatever you need it to fit. I felt like fainting. My pulse was weak. But I didn't just give up. I kept crawling to the line. The line represented life. Oh, yeah, he's crawling because he can see the helicopter over there. No, all he could see was rocks and bushes and distance. Nothing but the line. When you can't see the answer, focus on the line. 
You may not win the war today, but you can win the battle today. You can get to the line today. The line represents hope, and the line represents victory. The line represents a defeat of the enemy. Everywhere my feet hit the line, I'm still alive. God had helped me through another day. God has helped me through another situation. I've endured some hardness. I wonder if there's any witnesses in the house that would say, what didn't kill me has made me stronger. <laughs> what should have killed you only served to make you stronger. What should have taken you out has been the thing that has developed you into the soldier you are becoming. Oh, I feel some witness in the Holy Ghost here. You should have been taken out, but you are still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, rejoice not against me, oh, my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I'm crawling, I'll be walking one of these days. I'm just getting to the line. It's not if you get hit, it's when. Brother Ron, it's not if life turns, uh, gives you a hard path. It's just when. Might as well get it down in your spirit. Every win, not win, W-I-N, but W-H-E-N situation in life is going to be met with an I shall. When I fall, I shall arise. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, I shall find the light. When, 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 I shall, I shall, I shall fight and win. When I slip up and mess up and feel like a failure, I shall repent. I'm not just going to sit here and cry that I wasn't everything I should have been. I know what to do. I'm going to crawl to the line and repent and say, God, help me. We need some good old-fashioned repentance. You know what? That's the devil's. He's, he wants to shame us so bad we don't even want to repent. Well, you can die with that credit card in your pocket if you want to. I'm not going to. I know I'm not perfect. I'm striving to please the Lord every day. But I make mistakes and I slip up and I'm flesh and I'm Joe Arata. But I thank God that when I do mess up, I don't have to sit here and shame myself and cry myself to sleep. I just find a rock and draw a line and say, I'm going to repent and I'm going to get over this. I'm going to get through this. I will not sit here and die. I don't know who you are today. If you're in a financial strain, if you're in a place that's tight, uh, the worst thing you can do is to quit. 
when it financial strain comes, you need to say this, I shall be faithful. I don't care if they turn the electric off, I'm going to give to God. I don't care if I don't have enough gas to get to church. I'm going to mail my tithe in because I shall be faithful. When it's tight, I shall honor the Lord. When it's tight, I shall keep his word. Here's one. When my marriage is under attack, I shall fight back. I refuse to be a statistic. I shall fight back. I wish a couple would walk around the sanctuary. We've been under attack, but I shall fight back. I shall win. I will draw a line. I will draw a line. We're going to crawl over it together. It's okay. We need to drop some pride in this house and say, I'm a, I'm a soldier. I don't care what my hair looks like. I don't care what everything. That's it. Go ahead. Draw a line. You might go out of here covered in dirt today, but at least you crawl across the line and you live in this tell another day. When spiritual attacks come, I shall persevere. When sickness comes, uh, I will withstand it uh, and keep on believing that God is a healer. When doubt tries to steal my faith, I shall believe. Anybody can believe when everything's going right. But when you've prayed and there's no answer. I don't know any other way to get there. I think I'll call Uber to get to the victory line. Well, there's no Ubers in warfare. This walking with God isn't isn't about making it through life without trouble. It's about being stronger than whatever you go through. I'm not preaching a message that says we, we can do this by ourselves. Everything is in context of we need God. But he's the one that's teaching me how to fight. He's the one that's letting this opposition come so that I will fight my way through it. Proverbs 24.10 says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Oh, I got a hangnail. I don't think I can make it tonight. Hey, there's people that you can't keep them out. You can't slot, you can't stop them. And there's other people just looking for an excuse just to say, I don't think I can do that. I'm not talking about individuals, I'm talking about a mindset. 
we just, well, I'll, I'll go on. Well, we just don't feel in love anymore. Okay. No, I didn't, I didn't skip it. <laughs> Sorry. Gonna be some days you sure don't feel in love. But you know you're in love. You know you, you love. You may not be in love, you just love. What is in love? What is out of love? Love is just action. Love is a decision. I just love. And you know what? There's somebody that just loves me. Because I hope so, anyway. <laughs> you may not always feel like loving me or the person next to you, but you love anyway because love is the right thing to do. And love is the mentality of the soldier. The same country that sent the soldier into the battle is the same country that the soldier loves enough to lay his life down. Let that sink in. A soldier that gets bitter and complains about the fight is defending the very nation that sent him into battle to begin with. Don't start complaining about the battle. It's God who's allowing you to fight and war, not because he wants to see us hurt, but because he wants to see us victors. John 16, 33. Jesus said, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall, everyone say shall, you shall have tribulation, but in me you'll have peace. At the same time you're having tribulation, in me you have peace. Be of good cheer because the peace that's in you is greater than the tribulation outside of you. Be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. I have overcome your opposition. I have already overcome and fixed the fight. We could go back and look at Paul. I've got scriptures here, but he, he, he just expounds on the warfare and his struggle. He wasn't bragging on himself, but there were many times he would tell about what he had been through. He said, I've been in situations that are horrible. Labors more abundant, stripes above measure, prisons more frequent, and deaths off of the Jews. Five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and the day I've spent in the deep, in journeyings often, perils of waters, perils of robbers, perils of my own countrymen, perils of uh, perils by the heathen, perils in the city, perils in the wilderness. Uh, those were that word perils is great warfare and opposition. Perils in the sea, perils among false brethren, in weariness, 
painfulness, watchings often, hunger and thirst, fastings often, cold and nakedness, beside those things, the, the things that are without. He said, I got inward cares, all the cares of the churches I'm responsible for. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory in the things which concern mine infirmities. Uh, the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. Paul said, I've been through enough fighting to make me want to quit. The reason I'm reading this is because of what we read in our text. Uh, at the end of his life, he is recounting all of this stuff. And he's telling Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I'm not standing here as one, amen, who's been through nothing. I have been through everything, and I'm still standing here. He might have still had his rock in his hand and said, Timothy, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to go through some stuff. Uh, but you keep on fighting because you can get through it if you have the right mindset. Isn't it amazing that Paul referred to Jesus in Hebrews? He said, Jesus. We need to look to him, the author and the finish of our faith for the joy that was set before him the answer that was before him the victory that was before him the resurrection that was before him the seated at the throne of God that was before him between him and that was a crawl across the line looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down in a place of triumph. Praise God. Oh, I feel the strength of God in the house. Jesus was not only victorious that third day, can I submit to you that Jesus was just as victorious when he was crawling through the streets with the cross on his back, buckling under the heaviness of the load. He was just as victorious when they were spitting in his face and pulling out his beard. Oh, no, we don't look at that as victory. We look at that as defeat. But Jesus was crawling across saying, I'm going somewhere, and I'm going to get there. It's just this is the path I must take to get there. You are more than a conqueror today. You've got something death can't take. You've got a made-up mind. Death can't take a made-up mind. Death can ravage this old sack of bones. Death can eat away your flesh. Death can cause your mind to be perplexed. But it cannot steal your made up mind. It cannot pry your fingers away from eternal life. I've watched several people leave this life and go to the next. And can I tell you, they were not defeated in that moment. They were just as victorious as they were when they stepped into the portals of heaven. 
man might say, oh, they died a terrible death. Yeah, but they crossed the line. They didn't die before they crossed. Can I tell you, you're more than a conqueror if you have a made-up mind. Paul said, I am persuaded. Are there any people here today who are persuaded? Well, I'm not sure. I don't know how hard it's going to get next week. It doesn't matter how hard it gets next week if you're persuaded. It'll just be the next thing that you have to overcome to get there. Somebody in the house, uh, you're going through something right now. You need to say, I don't care. I'm going to keep on fighting because I am persuaded. The devil cannot defeat someone who is persuaded, who has made up their mind. They're going to cross the line even if they have to crawl. I'm closing, musicians, you can come. It was said of Sam Houston that he told his son before he died, whatever you do, fall face first into your grave. Never let the enemy see your back. We've been talking about the whole armor of God, soldiers, but there's nothing that says, oh, and by the way, put on the shield of the shoulder blades. Because we're not supposed to be in retreat mode. Even if we're crawling, we've got to be going forward. Never retreat, never quit. Die moving forward, die crawling, never give up. Jesus told everyone in the church of Philadelphia, behold, I come quickly, hold fast. That which you have, let no man take your crown. Let no opposition cause you to get out of the fight. Let no silly offense. We're not much of a soldier if somebody's words can cause us to quit. We're not much of a soldier if some little event can knock us out. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> I literally can hear in the spirit some people here today saying, I've been shot. I've been hit. And I've just simply come to ask you, can you still fight? Do you still have the willpower? overcome the wounds the hits and the bleeding and the dehydration and the mental confusion can you still fight yeah my legs have been taken out I don't feel like I can run like I used to but can you fight I don't know we'll find a rock and find out fight? Can you crawl? Can you be more determined than your opposition? Can I tell you today, and I submit to you, Marcus Luttrell, 
the Navy SEAL, one of the most skilled and trained fighters in all the world, did not defeat the Taliban with a gun, grenade, or some special technique. He was victorious because of grit and a rock. When it's all said and done, it's not going to be how skilled you were. It's going to be how determined you were. I'm going to open this altar up for anybody that wants to come pick up a rock. I don't know, a name situation. Some of you walked around, and that's awesome. But maybe you haven't yet said, you know what? I refuse to let this thing. Take me out. I'm going to crawl past it. And I'm going to crawl towards victory. We're going to crawl towards victory. Maybe your family's been under extreme attack. That's natural. Don't think you're some strange person. Just know you're in a fight. But it can't take you out if you refuse to fight. To give up. Don't give up. Ask God to download the mentality of a soldier. He's called you to be a soldier. No soldier entangles himself with this civilian life, the easy life, the easy mindset. But you've taken on the mindset of a soldier. Can you still fight?